Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined as always by. Award-winning journalist, Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. Wyatt, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great. And once you've done introducing the the third so-called member of our team, I do have to ask you guys a question. So go ahead, introduce Mike Paris. Clive, <laughs> here not, you go. He's, he's your not son. so-called. He's on the team. He's right there <laughs> in your little window. <laughs> Debatable. I, I, I haven't wow. seen the contracts yet. I gotta look, I'm wow. looking into it. Make sure All the paperwork's right. there. Whatever. So. Yeah. We, we are also joined by the third man, uh, the architect, Mike Paris. Mike, how are you doing? Amazing. Ready ready to go. That's how you do it, Wyatt. No little like, oh, I'm fine, but this and blah, 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 blah. No, Paris, he's, he's, he's keen. He's ready to talk some wrestling. That's how it's done. I mean, if you guys want to remain a bottom-tier podcast, fine, but I'm elevating us. I'm taking us to a new level. Okay, that's what I'm trying to do. Strive for greatness. Okay? You're going to follow along? Just, just sit down, shut up, let me lead the way. So, I, I again, I want to start the podcast off with some journalism here, and I need you guys to answer a question. And... and Mike, especially, don't do your gotcha bullshit. I don't want you to say anything <laughs> other than yes or no. Don't wow. try and give me your narrative. Just don't try to censor me. So your like, journalism, you, yeah, you tell your subjects what to say. Yeah. I just yeah, want exactly. you to say I, yes I, or no to this question. Yeah, you have an option, yes or no. I, I, look, it's not. It's, that's all I need from you. Already, you're pushing back more than I need. See, already you're doing your shit. Like, so just yes. Uh, Can you guys say yes or no? Potentially. Okay, see right away Perhaps. we have an issue. See that right there? See right there? Both that. You guys, used, both of you used a P word which I don't like. And so I know what I need to do is just focus and listen to this question. Since we last recorded the podcast, has Evan Rivers won a match? Well, yes or no? Yeah, 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 yes or no? That's all I need. I guess the answer is well, no. 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 Thank you. That's Nor it. has okay. anyone right, else. That, 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 that's enough. Thank you. Okay. That's all. Okay. You may continue. Damn it, those are facts. So. It's a fact. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I don't he, maybe he has wrestle buddies at home. And he, oh, he, yeah. Like, maybe he they would pin him in a second. Pinned they would a pin Macho Man for the one, two, three. I'm just they saying. would wipe his face along the glass just like Sebastian Wolf did. We know what would happen. So Why, do you, you know why do you have it out for him? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, kudos to him. He does clean a good window. So if wow. I ever get my windows cleaned up real good, I'll, I'll invite him over, You know, shine his face along the windows. We'll be good to go. 
So I, yeah, I, I'm with Kudo, Paris. Kudos what's, your, what's your beef? What's your problem with him? He look, you haven't seen the video yet. He gets a bit up in my face. You know, when I was trying to do an interview, I'm trying to do my job. He didn't respect it. So I've just I've had it up to here with a guy that you know is you know probably going to be middling at best. Because how are you going to top Sebastian Wolf? You're not. So just accept your role. The wolf's going to eat you. That's fine. You know, you're a deer. The wolf's got you. Just run away and hide, Evan. That's all. You know, that's all you got to do. Speaking of your uh, award-winning journalism, uh, some of your scoop videos have come out recently um, at NEW Wrestling Inc. uh, and also uh, at NationExtremeWrestling.com. You've had some, you've broken some scoops with Josh Alexander, a little post-match interview with the Wise Men. Uh, Yeah, how's it been going for you so far? Uh, been a lot of fun. We're working on some of the technical difficulties. Obviously, uh, as an award-winning journalist, my uh, not award-winning iPhone 10 did not do the greatest job. But we're working on upgrading. We're working on it. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, again, we've got a lot of interviews. We'll see. You know, I've obviously submitted some of these interviews to several award companies, so they can't be shown yet. Well, what don't want to cause a bias. Those? I'm sorry. Stop. What's everything. an award, so, uh, what's what's award what's company? An award hold company. Hold on a minute here. Do you guys, you guys even know how awards work? So it's weird that you're even asking me. Is oh, yeah. Like okay. Hold on. Wait, no, no, no. I, I know how awards work. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no. When I was let a me be child, outraged over. Uh, mm. One of the team moms would mm-hmm. go to the trophy store and get everybody yep. a trophy or a medal or something. And then every single person on the team was an award-winning member mm-hmm. of the team, not so much for excelling, but more participating. Is that what you're getting at here? Are these I'm participation swi- medals that you're getting? I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for my turn to be outraged over, over gym equipment, you know, an area I know nothing about. Just to, you know, you know, I shouldn't be doing that, should I? That's right. So I don't know why you're coming at me about award shows and award companies. That's how it works. How do you think awards get made and handed out? Just magically out of the air? Award companies for award-winning journalists. It's very simple. Okay. All right. Okay. It's fine. I, you know, good for you. Thank you. That's, that's all you have to do is say thank you. you yeah. There's so much. I get a lot of feedback saying there's a lot of tension on the show, and a lot of it's created by you two just like gunning after me. Gotcha came <laughs> wow. on one side, this tall oaf on the other. Like, what am I supposed to do? You're towering over me trying to intimidate me. Your, your chair is cranked up so high right now that on the Zoom, you're like towering over me. It's, 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 it's embarrassing what you're trying to do to me right now. Anyways, let's get back to the show, boys. A tall oaf. I feel a little intimidated by how high you are as well, Bowman. What so are you talking about? I don't want right. to bring it up, but, you know, gotcha. Yeah, there you go. That's a good go- the first good gotcha I've seen from Mike. Thank you. The civil war of WrestleNation is just <laughs> getting out of hand here. <laughs> Every single time we sit down and record, it's just a triple threat match with us. Um, other things happening in NEW. Uh, NEW 2 is now on YouTube for... The amazing low, low price of free. All it's going to cost you is your time, and it is going to be well worth it. Uh, guys, you had a chance to watch uh, watch the broadcast yet? Yeah, again, and uh, as much as I hate complimenting you two, I will say that, uh, Bowman, you did a great job on commentary along with Justin Morissette and Rob Fay. It was fantastic. Mike Parrish did a good job of just sitting there quietly in the crowd, as he's supposed to. I like that. He didn't say anything. Didn't bother me. And, again, the workers put on a great show. It is, like, it's... The venue is a new venue. Uh, the camera work is top-notch. If you haven't checked out NEW, uh, do it now. Because, again, it's free. Right now, it is free. It's one of the best P&W products out there. Yeah, get get this. I don't know what the future holds, but get this while you can. Get it while it's free. Who knows? It might go into the NEW vault later, and you'll, you're going to have to catch up and, and pay to see it. But right now, you can see it for free. You can hear Jordan. You can hear Justin Morissette. You can hear Rob Fay. And you can hear me in the crowd uh, booing 
uh, Elliot Tyler, aka Beef Boy, uh, for for the uh, low life that he is. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. Uh, but yes, it was a great show, and even just watching the production from the audience. These are professional cameramen. This is professional production that's happening. And then I've seen some clips that have just been uh, impressive. And uh, I went on ad nauseum about how great the production was for NEW1. And this is this is just as good. And these wrestlers are highlighted in all the right ways uh, from every standpoint of, of production. Yeah, it's that rarefied air of a sequel that lives up to or exceeds the original. And uh, we ain't done. NEW3, November the 27th of 2021, most likely the last show NEW will be putting on this year. Uh, Yeah, not sure what the venue is yet. Still waiting for a big announcement there. But uh, with the venue will come the on-sale information. But it seems like the date is set for Saturday night, November 27th. So if you want to be there live, be a part of it, by all means, keep your eyes out. And I'm so impressed with the amazing ability that in two shows and a great social media presence and all these kind of things new has built some great rivalries and some great storylines very very quickly that i'm excited to see continue on at new3 yeah like the rivalry between award-winning journalist wyatt Arndt and evan rivers or mike paris and beef boy i think we're heading oh. to like a we're, we're heading <laughs> to I a six-man tag, man tag. yeah six-man tag Ooh. i gotta find someone that i don't like <laughs> yeah, you haven't picked anyone yet. Who don't you like? Who who has you know rubbed you the wrong way? Justin who, who Morris that was stealing some airtime from you. So ah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So whenever I'm quiet on commentary, it's because I just hate what I'm seeing. And there was actually I spent the majority of the uh, Elliot Tyler Fergie match or Mr. Ferguson, sorry, uh, talking about his feud with you, Mike. Uh, instead of his feud with Mr. Ferguson, uh, which got cut out of the broadcast, but I had some real humdingers in there. Really, really breaking down the tension between one-third of the podcast and the wrestler you're seeing in the ring. You know who's Uh, furious. Two two people are furious about this. The Honky Tonk Man and Clive. They're both furious. (laughs) You don't want to make Clive angry. Speaking of Mr. Ferguson, want to say a happy belated birthday to Mr. Ferguson. Uh, in lieu of gifts, uh, we will just stay away from you backstage at the next event and and, le- and leave you alone. I, th- I think he'll appreciate that. I think that'll mean a lot to him that we just, you know, stay the fuck out of his way. I will say, and he has admitted himself, uh, forgetting knee pads was not the greatest decision he made in oh the world when he went for that frog splash and watching that. Uh, he bailed on that one, uh, you know, and fair enough. Fair fucks to you for that. But yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I can only imagine the horror in your minds during the top row going, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Record scratch. Yep. That's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. I forgot my knee pads. That's how. Um, and, you know. Wyatt, you're going to be heavily invested in the in the next show. Uh, I heard you had something you wanted to lay out there for the next show, a bounty of sorts uh, that you That's... wanted to put out there for NEW3. The floor is yours. Yeah, you, you might think, you know, I'm putting a bounty on, on Evan Rivers' head. I'm not. I'm not, you know, fine. It's He is what he is. I'm not going to get too much in his grill. This is more of a general bounty of which I will offer 20 real dollars Canadian. Don't give me either American stuff. 20 Canadian dollars to the first person to do a figure four around the ring post. Oh, the classic Bret Hart figure yep. four around the ring post. You're going to offer up 20 Canadian dollars yep. to the first wrestler to do it. And I will say, if it is on Evan Rivers, it's $40. I take it back. I'm going oh, after Evan Rivers. Wow. If you're facing Evan Rivers Extra and do a bounty. figure four around the ring post, that's $40 
tax-free. I can see it happening right now. Evan Rivers versus somebody is made for any W3, and that person campaigns to have that match open the show. Uh, And again, here's the thing. Uh, I will write a story about it as well. You'll get an award-winning piece of journalism for your award-winning move. That's a a good offer. Question. Say Evan Rivers versus, uh, let's just throw, let's say it's Evan Rivers, Artemis Spencer. Say that's the second match on the card, right? Yep. Uh, whoever the first match is on the card, they do a figure four around the ring post. And then Artemis Spencer does a figure four around the ring post on Evan Rivers in match two. Is that bounty then paid off from match one and Artemis wouldn't get anything? Or are you still so excited and happy that it happened to Evan Rivers you're going to pony up some cash? Well, look, as a very fair and balanced journalist, I'm going to do the fair thing. $20 for the first one, $20 for the bounty on Evan Rivers. Come on, I'm going to do the right thing so here. So basically, the Evan Rivers figure four rather ring post, that's just a bonus 20 bucks. A bonus. It's a nice, it's a little extra zhuzh for anyone out there. That's just me being nice. So I picked a random name, you know, out of a hat, and it happened to be Evan Rivers. Nothing personal, but... Yeah, just, random, out of a hat. Yeah, random. Gym? Yeah, okay. Yeah, just random. I, I saw that hat, there. and it was, it was just full of Evan Rivers' name. Every piece I mean, of paper said Evan Rivers. You didn't even we fold have a the podcast code. Even, I know why you And it was that. you. It was you and the wise men going into the hat, and all you all just pulled Evan Rivers' name out of there. So it's just it, luck of the draw. That's what they call luck of the draw. And again, it's it, as the wise men say, always have a plan. So I haven't. Oh, am I going to get in trouble for having a plan? That seems crazy. Speaking of the wise men, Tony Baroni on uh, on Twitter last week was really having a go at people thinking that it's a. It's a three and not a W. I think that, that was specifically directed at you. I don't know. It's just people. It's just general people <laughs> he was having to go at. Uh, I'm going to weigh in here. Uh, sorry for thinking that throwing up the like three fingers and the, you know, the three wise men being a thing, uh, that that's what you're doing. Sorry I thought it was a three and not a W. You know, because the four wise men, that's a, that's a common phrase, right? Well, c- can I just ask you who, again, correctly pointed out that it was a W? Ordering journalist over here. So, again, for those people that question me, I'm getting the stories right every time. You may not like it, but the story's right, okay? It's a goddamn W, Bowman. What are you thinking? Trying to sow dissension amongst them? What are you, Mike Paris? What are you doing? I'm just saying the three wise men is a, is a common phrase. It's the, you know, the Bethlehem and whatnot. I j- you there thought were they were making a religious men. allegory. They were I saying, let's make a Jesus a allegory, allegory for the wise men who... Yes! Who, okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. I guess fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Next time, just be a little bit more clear. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's they, had a goat a... they did bring a goat to the ring once. Now it makes sense. And they had a manger. And now it all kind of makes he, sense. He hit him with the frankincense, that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's weird how the Frankensteiner just That's like... flower in the face and a Frankensteiner. That's the Frankensteiner. <laughs> the Frankensense Steiner. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh, there he is. sense a gimmick change. Yeah. Yep. Billy Swade's reaching the trucks. Oh, he threw a bunch of myrrh in his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It could work. You're welcome, Wiseman. Tra- <laughs> hey, wait, wait. <laughs> Travis Williams is the golden boy, right? That's the third oh, shit. thing. Okay, yeah. He's, he's Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's gold. Okay. 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 <laughs> that too. <laughs> it could all so, work. I mean, so hold on. Does that mean that Travis Williams is an accessory of the Wiseman? It's something that they're bringing in, but he's not officially a Wiseman. Right? See what you're trying to do there again? Why I'm not trying to do that? anything. I'm not trying there's to. There's four of them. I'm... They're a complete unit. And you're trying to say there's three of them. I know what you're doing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What does this make Mr. Ferguson? Like the donkey? Okay, I didn't guys, say that. I didn't, that you're running a lot of checks that you was, can't cash. That, I just got to say. I didn't, that was Mike Paris. Here is his home address. It is him. That's who said that. I mean, yeah, does Mr. Ferguson look like he owns donkeys and no tools? Of course he does. But he's a monster in the ring. You don't call him that. Okay. 
I'm just wondering, like, where, where does his role play into this He's the wise men policy, religious okay. allegory? There, did I Jesus mean, have an insurance policy? I think he did. <laughs> Wasn't Mary it Judas? Magdalene? I don't know enough. About Judas that. was his insurance policy. <laughs> Judas was the insurance policy. That's not a good one. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm not saying, okay, I'm not saying, okay. I'm not saying it there's worked. a Judas. Is he right. is, is Judas now involved in this? See now you're Judas saying he's a turn on them. You guys, you're you're I, just you're. This is I, I can't I, keep. I, I removed myself from this conversation. <laughs> We're lost I'm so sorry, Wiseman. Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, so follow at NEW Wrestling Inc. Uh, NationExtremeWrestling.com. Uh, keep your eyes out for the venue announcement, the on-sale date, and uh, yeah, if you haven't watched NEW Two yet on YouTube, check it out. It is absolutely free, and it is a hell of a show from all involved. And uh, yeah, let's uh, check out what's happening in the wide world of wrestling. Okay, so relatively quiet in the uh, world of wrestling. AEW is moving towards full gear. WWE is moving towards Saudi Blood Money 6. And then Survivor Series on top of that. Uh, Talking with AEW first, uh, this past Friday night, SmackDown had a 30-minute head-to-head with Rampage. SmackDown getting bumped to FF's one uh, due to baseball playoffs. Uh, and for that 30 minute head to head, Rampage beat it in the 18 to 49 demo. Needs to be mentioned. That's all anybody's talking about the 18 to 49 demo because, in the grand scheme of things, SmackDown beat it in the ratings. But still impressive for Rampage, a show that's like what, less than two years old to be, you know, or less than two months old, putting up these numbers. Uh, against a show that's 20 years old on commonly like network TV with a billion dollar TV deal. So Paris, what are your thoughts hearing that, you know, the AEW Rampage beat it in the 18 to 49 demo for 30 minutes? Why are we even mentioning that? Like 18 to 49 is what? 90 percent of wrestling fans yeah like yeah i I don't i don't i don't get why that's even a relevant like thing to be like oh well it was only in this demographic well it's like okay well you've only got like clive and some teenagers who fall outside of that demographic. So, uh, like, these people, it, it doesn't, it, it really doesn't matter what demographic it was. Rampage won the night, and that's easy to say. And, by the way, those demographics matter, because that demographic is the demographic that spends money. So, they're the ones who buy what you're advertising during your picture-in-picture ad breaks. Yeah, yeah, I know there's like obviously the Monday Night Wars kind of had the ratings going back and forth, and that is important to a sense. Uh, I feel like ratings nowadays are tougher to, they don't mean as much as the old days, but uh, I'm not living and dying by the ratings every week. Like, you know, good on them. I think, again, we talked before, WWE is a machine, so even if they get good ratings, like, I don't know if I would say they quote unquote earned them. It's more of like they've just had the loyalty. And whereas AW, the fact they've even pushed this close is more of like a sign of them building a fan base. So that to me is the more important story is that AW is even, you know, in striking distance. That's great for them. So. You know, if next week AEW loses, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I guess the tide has turned. No, it's, it's going to be ongoing for a couple of months. And, you know, it is what it is. So, again, I think if you talk to the demographic and got the feedback, you know, we've said it all along. The spirit of wrestling right now is with AEW. Uh, if you want more corporate style sports entertainment, then, you know, WWE is your stuff. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, the match has been confirmed. The AEW World Championship match at full gear will be number one contender Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. This was probably the hottest and the easiest story to tell uh, before Hangman took some time off, birth of his child, all that. Now he's back, thrust into the title picture. Since he left, Punk has come in. Danielson has come in. 
Cole has come in. Do you feel that they've been able to capture the the energy and stuff from when he was gone now that he's back and going into this program where he could potentially be beating Kenny Omega? Well, I'll tell you this much. Saturday night on Dynamite, he cut a hell of a promo to bring himself back. And uh, the cowboy shit gimmick is over. I've never heard the word shit so much on a wrestling show in my life yeah, as I did in like that, that one segment. It's like that South Park episode. They're going to say shit tonight. Oh, <laughs> they did it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think he's still there. I think he's still over and he's doing all the right things to keep himself there. Yes, there's competition, but I think with AEW and this uh, new feeling behind it, uh, uh, Hangman Page is considered a homegrown talent, so to speak, even though it's only been a couple of years. So I think the people who have been around and been watching the whole time still want to see him succeed and are still behind him, uh, not only as a character, but as a person and as a wrestler. Wyatt, is this the guy you want to see beat Kenny Omega for that title? It's super intriguing because it kind of reminds me of like, you know, Champa Gargano. When you look at the storyline, it's an amazing story. And like, yep. you, you could tell that story to someone. It's like, that's Game of Thrones shit. I fucking love it. Now, does that reach the mass popular audience? That's the different question. So now you've got Hangman Page. Who I agree. The storyline there, if you break it down, is fucking tremendous. Yep. Uh, and if he wins, it would be such a cap to that story. But they're trying to get a bigger market. Brian Danielson's a bigger star. He is. And I know this is what you said about a homegrown star, but they've been teasing the Omega showdown. Does it mean as much if it's not for the title? Do they want to hold on to that and make it, you know what? Omega drops. If Omega beats Hangman, that does subvert expectations to a sense, and that's another feather under his cap, that does make whoever next beats him like a bigger thing. So I'm actually torn, and that's great, because I don't know who's going to win. They can have two great options. Yeah. I don't know. It's not bad either or. Either one's going to be fine, but there's definitely a lot there that could be said about, hey, we're going to draw those Omega thing, because that's kind of the traditional thing in wrestling. They had them face off. They didn't get the finish. They're still gunning for that belt. That's the chase. So if Omega loses, that's not there anymore. Does that, does that take away from it? On you know to play devil's advocate with myself because I'm really good at it. Uh, they've got so many people on the roster that yeah maybe that's now they can kind of get away with that because they've got a lot of star power. But it's in terms of telling a storyline like either or can work for me. So I'm, I am super intrigued as to which way they're going to go. Yeah, because they were tag partners and tag champions and then you know split up and uh, Kenny Omega had his frustrations with them and then they met in the finals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament a year ago, which Kenny Omega won and then went on to beat John Moxley and start this whole thing. So yes, everything kind of gravitates towards Hangman Page where this is the story, this is his ascension and this is his like coming out party and crowning his champion. But to Wyatt's point, AEW World Champion Hangman Page doesn't necessarily have the cachet that you know Brian Danielson would at this point. So where do you where do you really put your eggs? I, I think you can still you can still push forward with the Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson, uh, CM Punk's etc. of the world, and still get viewers on their matches even when the title's not involved, mm -hmm. and hopefully keep those eyes around to put over guys like Hangman Page to a wider audience. I think that that option still exists, and I think that's where they're trying to go with it. But I will say that, like, the way that the, the match between Omega and, and Danielson ended, it was kind of like Dan Bryan was the guy who came closest to beating him. Like, he had him. So, like, that then kind of gets thrown away if Hangman beats him. Which, again, it's not the end of the world. I mean, they can totally do it. But, like, in terms of, like, what wrestling has taught me, that's a tease I think they're going to follow. So, I honestly would, like, if you had to ask, if you asked me why, who you're going to put your bet on, I would slightly lead in favor of Hangman losing to so Daniel. Could, I know there's photo evidence that, that Bowman might get into that might suggest otherwise, but I do think that uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson might uh, pull that off uh, down the line and, and Hangman Page won't. 
All right, well, let's talk about who will potentially be facing the winner of that, the World Title Eliminator uh, Tournament. The bracket has been revealed, and some surprises there based on the talent that they have uh, in AEW right now. So on one side, we've got uh, the Dark Orders 10 versus John Moxley and Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And on the other side, we have Dustin Rhodes versus Brian Danielson and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. So one of those eight men is going to win this tournament and be the number one contender for the AEW championship. Um, on paper, you're looking at it and go, oh, this is going to come down to Danielson versus Moxley in the finals. Is there anybody else that you're surprised to see in this tournament? Who else would you have wanted to see in this tournament? I, I'm not surprised to see, but I think this is the time where they really try to make Lance Archer happen. Oh. I think I think they are big fans of him. I think they think he's a guy that they can get over and can get a big fan base around. Uh, so I would not be surprised to see him come out of this. I'm surprised that names like Miro aren't involved. Um, I think there's an opportunity to to push him a little further there. Um, Jungle Boy, another guy who I feel Pac? like they they they're sorry. That's Pac. Andrade, oh, okay, yeah, Malachi yeah. Black. Like, there's at a first lot I of thought, big you, at names. first I thought you said Hook, and I got no. really confused. Oh, well, obviously Hook. <laughs> like, yeah, there should be like a separate bracket at the top that's just Hook will wait for the winner H of the Hook tournament. Gets bye weeks all the way through. Oh yeah, then, all the yeah. way through, and immediately after the finals, they got to go one on one with uh, with Hook. So. Wyatt? Yeah. I think you leave Miro out because if you're not going to push him, you still kind of want to protect him a bit because he's had that loss recently. Good point. Uh, I don't think that you push him there. I think the fact there aren't other people, because I think you can have that inspiring performance that ends in a screw job, which to me tells me they're saving that screw job because there's got to be one screw over in this tournament, in my opinion. I think they're going to do it. And I'm going to galaxy brain this and I'm just going to throw it out there. I would think that if I am correct and that Hangman Page loses and then that Daniel Bryan's going to get this win. It's going to be one of those weird, you know, Brian Moxie situations that it's still a good matchup. It's fun to see. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think I'm going to call it Suzuki comes out, fucks over Moxley. I don't think that should end. I think that needs, I think he wants revenge. Bring Suzuki into this. Give it to me. Now about John Moxley. We're not going to talk about his theme music, Wyatt. We all know how you feel Thank about you. Wild I Thing. Yep. But about John Moxley, he's been, you know, not necessarily treading water for a while, but ever since he dropped the title to Omega, had his rematches, and then, you know, teaming up with Eddie Kingston, I'm surprised they never won the tag belts. But um, Moxley, has he gone about as far as he can with his current persona? And do you expect him to potentially at some point, maybe in a tournament, maybe after the tournament, turn heel? Oh, that that's a that's a heavy thought to think. Um, I don't I hope we're not there yet, but you're right. We might be. And uh, I've I've never really liked Moxley as a heel, like heel shield was one thing. Um, but you didn't like the uh, didn't like the gas mask gimmick with the, the gas mask. Yeah, exactly. And getting injections yeah. because the crowd stunk. Yeah. And I'm not sure like he's a great wrestler. He's a great, even a better personality. Um so I'm, I'm not sure he can turn that crowd that easily. I need, I want Suzuki because Suzuki has been doing a great job of losing. I want him to get some cred at this point. Yeah. He's, he's come in. He's put these guys over. He's a fucking legend. Let him have a run. Honestly, that would feel real good. And AW is the kind of company that would let him have a bit of a run, right? Like it's not, not WB. I think they would give him a bit of a run. Oh, imagine Suzuki versus Sammy Guevara. Wouldn't that be something a little interesting? Lo again, I just want to see him involved where he's getting a bit of momentum and gets, you know, because he, he should be a threat. And I want him to kind of like, don't just come in here and be late stage McFoley where they bring you in to make a guy look tough. Fuck that. Let him have a run. 
make him dangerous. Because to a lot of people at AEW, they don't know, they don't fully know who he is, right? So let him like learn. Let him show that this guy can be a dangerous guy. I want to see that. Well, his forearm uh, shiver to Brian Danielson that was circulating around Twitter in the, in the GIF form, that uh, taught a lot of people who Minoru Suzuki is because holy shit. And what a sell by uh, Brian Danielson as well. That was uh, that was awesome. But um, yeah, again, a lot of talent there. Wyatt, I agree with your point about keeping a guy like Miro away. Maybe that's the same thing with Malachi Black and some of the other top talent that basically, you know, seven guys have to lose in this tournament and only one guy's going to win. So you can't really protect your top guys and have them all in there getting, you know, eliminated. I would like that because it would seem not so obvious who this is going to come down to. Cause it's going to be Moxley versus Danielson, like clear as day. Is there any swerve? I know you think they're going to make Archer in this tournament. They can make Archer with a second round loss to Danielson, but are there any other surprises you think could come out of this tournament Paris? Uh, yeah, no, other than, I, I honestly think Archer's going further than you think he will, but, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be interested, like, like Wyatt said, there's going to be some, some sort of screw job situation here. Suzuki's a great example of someone who could come in and do that, but maybe Danielson gets screwed over by, by the elite, right? Like maybe there's an opportunity right. there to, to kind of elevate that feud a little bit more and keep that running because we talked about it maybe two or three weeks ago suggesting that we want to kind of see that run for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So maybe keeping Danielson out of this opportunity and running that a bit longer makes a lot of sense. I got a quote for you, gentlemen. Why are you alluded to it a moment ago? Quote, I was doodling on my notebook and I saw a lot of people took notice of the notes in my notebook, which is pretty amazing because when you're walking around with full notes, you never think photographers are going to capture the small writing you've written down. I'm glad it wasn't anything more personal, says Tony Khan, who was photographed on the sidelines of a Jacksonville Jaguars game with his notepad facing out. And essentially what we can look at was the card for full gear. One would say, and some names were circled. He had, this was before he announced Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Hangman Page's name was circled. Make of that what you will. But he also had other matches like Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, title elim eliminator tournament finals, Inner Circle versus American Top Team, MJF versus Darby Allen, CM Punk versus Wardlow, uh, Christian Cage versus Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks versus the Jurassic Express. So, uh, yeah, that it, as it all seems card. relevant. Like it could be, yeah, that's yeah. It's funny. And again, like, it, but yeah, like now that it's out there, what you always do the wrestling thing, like it was, you know, are they doing a shoot? What are we doing here? He's like, I don't know what's happening and they can play it any way they want now. So, um, it is funny though, that that was kind of captured on, you know, Throw that notebook around, buddy. <laughs> it is funny. Cause <laughs> unless you want us to, see, I don't even know anyone. Yeah. I want to see it. I don't know. To continue the quote from Tony Khan. It's funny that people run with assumptions on the internet these days. I've seen all these people jumping to conclusions that, oh, must be the full gear card. It is true. I announced that Kenny versus Hangman is the main event we've been waiting for, full gear. It's going to be a huge pay-per-view. It is absolutely already booked. I just have notes and have been messing around with different ideas and playing around with stuff. Well, that that could be the case, right? That yeah. could He could be, what if we do this and then this could happen kind of, kind of, uh, stuff to keep him entertained while the Jaguars play, but uh, you know, <laughs> maybe he's just thinking things through, right? I don't think we can necessarily take this document for gospel in a lot of ways because, like, to Wyatt's point, maybe now they're just going to go the other direction. Maybe they're yeah. just going to say, oh, you all saw this, and now you didn't. Uh, that's a very, very Vince McMahon thing to do, but, but who knows? 
uh, I think Tony has learned his lesson here and uh, probably will keep his notes to himself a little bit uh, yeah. more in the future. Tony Khan continues, you could even see it's scratching around and written in pencil and been erased. I think it's pretty fortunate because it's gotten a ton of buzz and gotten people wondering, and people should be wondering. It creates more speculation, and now I'll leave you with more questions than answers. And then I assume he threw a smoke bomb at his feet and then disappeared, uh, and then that's how he finished that, uh, that interview. But, you know, we are heading to full gear uh, in a couple weeks here. Again, going to be another amazing show, and how great is it that and this is something I've been banging on about AEW for a while. How great is it that we have a handful of pay-per-views throughout the year? I'm sorry. I'm just recovering from the Bills losing, so I'm very mad. As an award-winning <laughs> journalist, my team just lost. So can Paris take this one? I'm actually really upset. <laughs> All right. You take wow. it from Matt's Wyatt. You let us know when you're good to tap I'm actually really living that Josh Allen slipped on that goddamn quarterback's knee. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't even know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it real. I'm real mad. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. A, not an award-winning podcaster, obviously. But no, anyway. I'm not yet. I'm working uh, on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some issues i got to work on. I know that. Uh, <laughs> so, pay-per-views. Is, was that the question? <laughs> pay-per-views yes. throughout the year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I uh, Once again, I think that AEW is doing it right. We've got a well-paced uh, schedule that makes a lot of sense. Um, WWE is still doing it wrong. I think they need to kind of taper it back a little bit, especially when the product doesn't support it. But that being said, we're getting, we're getting a good product coming out right now. And it's a bit of a wealth of, of riches kind of situation. We haven't had this in years, this kind of quality wrestling on television. So I'm, I'm happy to, to get what we get. Speaking of WWE and pay-per-views, we'll transition there for a second. They did announce that they are canceling the TLC pay-per-view. Uh, in December, and they're instead they're running a pay-per-view show on, I think Sunday is uh, January 1st. So they're going to be running a New Year's Day pay-per-view. No word on what that's going to be, but looks like they're canceling TLC. And also, with Edge and Seth Rollins being in Hell in a Cell at uh, Blood Money 6, there is also rumors that they're potentially going to be doing away with one of my least favorite things they do, and that is the matched match-themed pay-per-views. So your TLCs, your Hell in a Cells, you know, your Extreme Rules and all that sort of shit. Um, I have hated that for a long time because, as you know, Wyatt, you and I have talked about this for ages, that, you know, things should culminate, feuds should culminate in those matches of their own volition, not just because, oh, we happen to have just started our feud and uh, Hell in a Cell is the next pay-per-view, so I guess we're going to duke it out in Hell in a Cell and then that's just going to be that. Yeah, I don't like it when they kind of, that's a bit more forced, and that's kind forced. of more, that, that leads me to the WWE, right? They, they have an end game, and they want to get there, and it doesn't necessarily feel organic, and that's been the issue with them for a long time. So, uh, again, I'd rather have be something, even, as silly and easy as it is, like you're fighting, they go backstage, some guy gets thrown into a ladder, he happens to see it, and like starts speeding up with a ladder, and like, you know what, fine, I'll take it to a ladder match. At least they're trying to be like, the, th- the theme just happened, and it's not over, the pay-per-view doesn't happen to be themed, like, it's the ladder pay-per-view, like, just make it happen organically, Yeah, give us the matches, I don't need to be like, all of a sudden, there's like five Hell in a Cell matches. Everyone's like, let's go. No, nah, I like it better when it kind of is more organic for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, let, let's make these things make sense, right? Like if they end up in Hell in a Cell because it makes sense, let's make it make sense. If they end up in a tables, ladders, and chairs match, let's make it make sense. Um, there's no need to just force things through because it's December and we do TLC in December. Yeah, the only one I'm willing to still be good with being its own pay-per-view event, and even though it's lost a lot of its luster over the years, is uh, Money in the Bank. 
Yeah, of course. That 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 make that's part of the year. That's part of the big six pay per views now. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm yeah I'm totally okay with that too because that, honestly that doesn't make sense from a storyline perspective to build to that. Albeit you could build to a storyline perspective a different time of year to make it make sense. Um, as a secondary situation, maybe let's do a money in the bank pay-per-view to decide what we need to decide. Uh, but yeah, that's just something that they know is coming every year. And you can, you can justify that from a storyline perspective and say, they know that in June, they're going to have an opportunity to get the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, so I'm okay with that, but yeah, with everything else, no. Uh, other news in WWE, uh, Roman Reigns getting headlines uh, this past week uh, with comments on AEW, CM Punk. Uh, talking about competition, he says, as far as competition, they're not to me. There might be some other people on our roster who maybe think they need to dig deep and get better as a performer and what they do out there at the art forum, but that's no. But there's nobody in the whole world, any other promotion in WWE, uh, I'm better at this art form than everybody else. Uh, he comments on CM Punk in says um asking if the you know a match with punk would be good business he says i wouldn't say no um but he also says he's older now i haven't really seen a full match i've seen a clip or two and to me a step or two has been lost then he also got his ass whooped in the ufc i don't think anybody really believes someone who is 200 pounds soaking wet with no explosive bone in their body could ever really do anything to me I'm 6'3", 265, a legitimate athlete who can throw some weight around and has been on the gridiron at the highest level. D1, all ACC. I probably would have maintained in the NFL if my health issues didn't happen when I was 22. I'm with you there, Roman Reigns. If I didn't tear my rotator cuff when I was 13, I would have been a pro pitcher, right? (laughs) Yeah, 100% derailed. Yeah, I'd be Uh, a referee in pro wrestling by now. (laughs) Here we are. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'll throw him and pretty much the rest of that roster out of the club, no problem. They're just little brothers, you know? And then there's Roman Reigns out there doing his Roman Reigns thing and stirring it up. Uh, For starters, you're full of shit. There's no way you haven't watched CM Punk wrestle since he's come back. Anyone who gives the slightest shit about wrestling watched CM Punk wrestle when he came back. So I don't believe that you didn't watch it. Sorry. So let's start there. But aside from that, like, I'm I'm okay with this because he's stirring the pot a little bit. And I don't know how Vince feels about it. I don't know how WWE feels about it. But I appreciate him uh, getting involved in, yeah. in a, in a storyline that's outside of WWE. He also spoke of the competition saying, I don't see the real competition with AEW because I think their fan base legitimately is a hardcore fan base. So there's like a ceiling and built-in ground to that viewership. The WWE is trying to connect with everyone. We're trying to connect to the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird blends of like wrestling promo slash corporate promo, uh, which was Vince Love, right? We saw Seth Rollins do the same thing, and it's a good way to rile up the marks and get everyone kind of get going. But I think, yeah, if he was an honest man, he would agree. Like, oh, of course I watched the CM Punk thing, but he's never going to admit that, right? You can't do that when you're under Vince. Uh, for me, there are two things. One, the whole thing falls apart when you, you're you sitting there talking about these guys, and you're like, oh, I'm better at this art form already. Like, that's just the whole problem here. Like, just, just it's wrestling. You're, you know, fighting for belts. Just, I hate that shit. Like, yeah, it is an art form, but like, it's wrestling, but it's just 
Go along on a journey with us. Don't fucking do pit stops every fucking five seconds to remind us that we could run out of gas. We're fine. Just fucking get there. Uh, and also say, if he wants to do the real athlete thing, um, then good luck fa- uh, facing Brock Lesnar, uh, a UFC champion, yeah. who was also a football player and top-level athlete, who could smash your face into the ground legit if he decided to shoot on you. Speaking of UFC uh, fighters who maybe took some... Uh some umbrage with uh, some of this. Junior Dos Santos, a uh, member of American Top Team, uh, tweeted out, Hey, Roman Reigns, I heard your interview. Please send the address of this club you will throw me and my little brothers out of in AEW. So Junior Dos Santos coming in and calling them out. Wyatt, you're a big uh, Ultimate Fighting fan. I don't know a lot about Junior Dos Santos. Uh, is it is he awesome? This seems kind of awesome. Uh, he's washed now. Like He was a really good striker, but like he's like he, he's done now. But he was in his day. He was like a very good, very good uh, striker. Um, so again, unless if Roman Reigns hasn't been on top of his wrestling and they fought for real, I assume Junior would still win because he has, you know, good level striking. I, I will say that my favorite of that club is the guy who will be a wrestler who could do it no problem is Jorge Masvidal. This okay. guy was born to be a wrestler. Uh, he infamously finished a guy doing a, a jumping knee to the face and that was his finishing move to use in AEW, which I fucking love that. Mm. Uh, you see him put the, he puts fucking shit that the rock would wear. It's like colored suits and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. This guy was born to be a wrestler, so if there's anyone of that group that would end up being like a guy that would actually like make it and like be a top of a guy, I could see it being Jorge. So I'm super excited to see what Jorge can do. I don't think Junior Santos is going to do much, like age, injuries, all that stuff. Like there's only so much they can do, but Jorge, I think, is a guy that could go places. And we all like American Top Team, right? Like we're we're into this. I I don't, I don't know if I am. I, I okay. think I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, just because I'm not a a MMA guy. I'm not a UFC guy. So these people mean nothing to me. Like I, I enjoy the feud. I enjoy the 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 jerk off head honcho guy whose name I don't know. And Lambert. Yeah, sure, if you say so. Um, but other than that, as a layman to the MMA world, this honestly means very little to me. But but I get where they're going with it, and I can understand why people like it. And that's where I'm in, because I'm not a, an MMA person either, but I just love this group of MMA people who think they're better than all this, they think they're better than the wrestlers, and they're going to come in and uh, and do it. I I, kinda, I love the gimmick. Give, give Again, both you give Jorge time. This is a guy that in the UFC uh, wanted to fight everyone to the point that you know him and Nate Diaz, they made an actual title belt called the Badass Motherfucker Belt that they fought for, like the BAMF belt. So this guy, like he gets it. Like Give him time, I think he'll grow on you for sure. That sounds great. Uh, and then the last thing we'll talk about, WWE. The finals are set for the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown Tournament. Uh, so for the King of the Ring, Xavier Woods on one side of the bracket to the surprise of nobody. Uh, and then the other side, it's going to be Finn Balor. Um, Wyatt, who do you see winning uh, winning this match between the two? Is it too obvious I mean, that it's going to be Xavier? Or what are you thinking? Well, you always do the Vince math, right? So yeah. obviously, right away, you think subvert expectations. But then you've got to take into account who's smaller, who does he like least. And I think he's going to like, oh, Finn Balor's a tiny little twig. I don't want that guy winning. He's just going to get hurt. Xavier. He's yeah, that guy's going to get hurt. hurt. His shoulder, he's got a bum shoulder. We made shoulder, him universal pal. champion, and he got hurt yeah. that same match. Yeah, so using Vince math, I think Xavier wins. Plus, again, I've always said all along, like him, you know, maintaining him on the, uh, on, the, on the roster is a great thing for them. So I think Xavier wins that 100%. I don't it's know. Not wrong. What... Again, not wrong. Sorry, but it's not a wrong choice either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know in what world that Xavier Woods is like this monster above Finn Balor, but that seems to be the Compared way you're to Finn, he it. does. He's got bigger biceps. That's beef. all Vince needs. <laughs> he's got beef. Yeah, he's got beef. Sure, pal. sure. Uh, but yeah, this is the this is the right way to go. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Like, let's let's give a a fun face feel 
to the King of the Ring results, and let's give it to Xavier Woods, who is, at this stage, the only member of the New Day who doesn't have a singles uh, momentum behind him. And this could be a fun thing for him to run with. Uh, and I think they like his outside of the, the ring uh, persona as well and the attention that that gets so this is probably the right guy to put it on i do like the kind of demon king kind of feel like that could be fun as well so honestly they could go either way with this and i'd probably enjoy it but i i foresee xavier yeah i mean because whenever you're wearing the crown and the gimmick and stuff most times you look goofy i am one of the rare folks who actually liked what they did with seamus years and years ago when he was the irish king or whatever with all the celtic shit but uh yeah i think a demon king gimmick would look really cool also we're most likely going to get a face king of the ring for the first time in forever which is which is awesome uh the queen's crown tournament uh for some reason it's not coming down to Shayna baszler versus Liv morgan we're gonna have zelina vega uh queen of cosplay versus uh do drop in the finals there uh Wyatt, i know uh you you don't care uh but also <laughs> don't and, shit. You was, and like you don't care clearly and then to have Shayna baszler not be that's the only thing that would have made you care a little bit because she could have yep. been the queen of spades yeah awesome it writes itself uh she lost a do drop so could you care any less about this is the question no, because I always think of Dewdrop in my head as Honeydew, for one. So, like, who's a dude? Oh, that's Honey. That's not Honeydew? Okay. <laughs> and it should have been Baszler. I think Vince doesn't get Baszler. He doesn't understand her. She, you know, was one of those NXT people that was fantastic. And I think brought... Uh, you talk about, you know, AEW and their MMA-style stuff. I think they used Baszler in a very smart way. She came across... Came up through the ranks, fought Nicole Matthews in the Indies, learned the game, and had that kind of submission game to her. Like she brought a different edge to her, and I really wanted to see more of that. Never quite got the push I think she should have gotten. Here's a perfect chance for it. So now she loses this. What's next for her? Like I don't honestly don't know what they're doing with her. Yeah, because you say like, oh, they just Vince just doesn't understand her. She's never figured out. Like, what's not to understand? This is the easiest booking for somebody at all. She mm-hmm. looks fucking mean, and she's a legitimate badass, and she can just go out there and just cripple people and beat the shit out of them. Like that's what she did in NXT, and she was awesome. So yeah. I'm just as baffled as you are. I'm not. I'm not sure what has stopped them. Like they seem to love putting over Brock Lesnar so much. What was stopping them from making Shayna Baszler the female equivalent of Brock Lesnar? Like the ever, yeah. all all signs pointed to be able to do that, especially with Ronda Rousey. Not and maybe they're still holding hope that Ronda Rousey's gonna gonna come back. But um, you know, with her out of the picture for the time being, Shayna Baszler could have been that person for you, and they didn't do it. Um, I don't know. I'm gathering. I didn't watch tonight's Raw, uh, but I'm gathering that Dewdrop kind of embarrassed Shayna Baszler uh, here. So maybe she does interfere. Um, but I'm a big Piper Niven fan uh, from her time in NXT and NXT UK. Um, but I don't think this is the right place for her. And also, I assume Zelina Vega came back for a reason. She's here for a reason. Um, And this might have been it, right? We're going to give you something. We got to give you something. And and the the queen of the ring, uh, whatever they're calling it, uh, title could could be where where Zelina, Zelina Vega fits. Yeah, I'm still, it's going to take a while for me to try and figure out and understand why they're calling it the Queen's Crown and not the Queen of the Ring, but uh, I digress. Mike Paris, we don't have any yes, Pusher Berry, but you got no. something else you cooked up for us, don't you? I do, I do. Got Let's see your, if this uh, works. Yeah. Got out your T-square, got out your slanted desk, and the architect uh, drew something up for us. What do you have? Oh. 
I know that. Family Feud! Oh, hey, everybody! It's your man, Mike Paris, the architect. Gonna play some Family Feud with you guys here today, Wrestling Edition. Oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> Question for you, I need to know before we get too deep into this, will there be a fast money round? There's not a fast money round. <laughs> I have a question. I'm good at fast money. Uh, what did you draw in as inspiration for your Mike Paris voice there? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that was my terrible Steve Harvey impression. Yeah. Oh, shit, was no it? Oh, no. Is on the board. <laughs> oh, no. It's your man, Mike Paris. <laughs> okay. This is and we, and is, we've learned that Mike Paris has, wow, uh, an abysmal Steve Harvey impression. So. He's a mockingbird if I've ever heard of one. This guy gets it. <laughs> All right. How is this going to work? All right, guys. This is going to work like uh, Family Feud, uh, where, but we're going to just rank the answers. So uh, the, the top answer will get you seven points if it's seven answers. The bottom answer will get you one point, so on and so forth. Okay. And, and this is the social media edition of uh, Family Feud, which I can't come up with a good wrestling pun name for because I tried all afternoon and couldn't do it. Okay. Uh, so top seven answers are on the board. Uh, top followed wrestlers, WWE wrestlers on Twitter. Uh, is this alumni or not? I just need to know. Is it like current or not current? Uh, uh, alumnus included. I, 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 be I be beeped in. <laughs> I, I just said the wrong. Uh, you can beep what you want, but I said I the answer. That he has I said the answer. I, 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 he didn't say anyone beep. I said the answer. The Rock. Why it says The Rock? <laughs> yeah. Number one. Number one. Number four, the That's rock. what I was gonna say. I beep beeped. <laughs> That's how family, family Feud works. You have to beep it. You can't just say I shit. Don't, I don't even care anymore. I won. I'm uh, retiring. <laughs> um. All right. I. Uh, Randy Orton. Oh, my God. Number four. Answer number four. I mean, let's go with fucking the right one, John Cena. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm all thrown because of the beep beep. <laughs> John Cena, number two. I hate oh, wow, this. look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I hear voices in my head, and they say that they're talking to me, that you're wrong. Beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bowman. <laughs> AJ Styles. Uh, I, I, you were looking on your phone for something that wasn't just the correct <laughs> chime, so I knew I was in trouble. I'm sorry. That's a I'm first strike sure. for you. I'm not. As, I'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't know if I'm right or not, but he's pretty active. Let's say Chris Jericho. He's a alumni. Ah. Uh, okay. Um. Beep beep. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Bowman. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch. Fuck. Mm. Okay. Well, it's alumni, right? Yep. So I'm gonna go Daniel Bryan. Number seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I have two strikes on me, so I got to be careful here. Uh, beep beep. You do. <laughs> you backing up? What's going on? Hulk Hogan. Oh Jesus! Oh no! Uh, you know what? You I'm Hogan. I deserve that. Uh, Wyatt, would you like to attempt to earn any points now that Bowman has stricken out? Yeah, I mean uh, Roman Reigns, Mouthful. He's the current guy up there. Oh, 
Remaining answers on the board, Triple H at number three. Gross. Seamus at number five. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin at number oh, six. Oh, wow. Good oh, for him. Jesus. Oh, I can, hear, I can just hear Clive's disappointment right now. <laughs> Hulk, you went out in Hulk Hogan of all things. I know. <laughs> should have had that I sushi, know. brother. <laughs> should, I should not have had that sushi. Brother. All right. Now, Bowman, I'll give you a chance to have first opportunity here uh, for most followers on Instagram. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> number one <laughs> John Cena <laughs> number two <laughs> Randy Orton <laughs> sorry <laughs> did I just say no Seth Rollins god damn it Zelina Vega Oh, the girls will be a higher, won't they? You all right? Hold on a second. You can't Becky see, Lynch. You can't see this. <laughs> Mike Paris looked at his phone in disgust when I said Selena Vega, as though God that's a terrible it. guess. <laughs> right? She does a lot of cosplay. She's a very attractive lady. Like, come on! I thought that was a good guess. Um, Seamus. <laughs> Apparently, he's only good on Twitter. I fuck. I hate Instagram anyway. So, Wyatt, you have two Sass- strikes. Sasha Banks. Come on, Sasha. God damn it. Uh, remaining answers. Ronda Rousey at number three. Uh, Nikki Bella at number four. Brie oh, Bella at number five. Triple H at number six. God damn Triple H. Paige at number seven. <laughs> Paige. Huh? Oh, man. Oh. All right. Okay. Fair. Most expensive wrestlers on Cameo. Top nine answers on the board. Oh, God. But that means they're not really. Oh, this is WWE sponsored, right? I don't even know who's uh, on cameo. Yes, this is. By the way, yeah, this. Sorry, this is current roster. Okay, and I Triple say H. that. I say that Triple with H. Give me Triple H. <laughs> Give me Triple H. Give me Triple H. Come on. Fuck. This is expensive on cameo, eh? Um, Goldberg. Sorry, and let me say that some of these people listed are not currently on the roster. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. They were on the roster when this list was made uh, very recently. Okay. Maybe that's a bit of a hint, but uh, they're not currently on the roster. Some of these people. Zack Ryder. You just went is it your turn? Row, so. No, it no, isn't. Not. <laughs> Seth Rollins? God damn it. These people suck. Um. Oh wait, Paris. What did you just say? What was your little thing you said? Uh, there's a couple people on here that aren't presently on the WWE roster, but are very recently departed. Beep beep. <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> yes. The Nature oh, Boy. Yeah. That's the number one answer for nine points. Oh, he's a money hustler. Oh, you said Roman Reigns? Because I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. Okay. Number two okay. answer okay. for eight points. How okay, much does Roman rematching. Reigns charge on Cameo? Uh, I have this information somewhere. Hold, please. And War Ring Journalist would have had that on hand already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns is both Ric Flair and Roman Reigns, actually. So it's technically a tie. But anyway, um, it, both charge $500. But Ric Flair does longer. So he's actually $440 per minute. Whereas Roman Reigns is $394 per minute. Or sorry, Roman does longer. 
Less money for your buck. Typical. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Miz. Is Miz on Cameo? I'm going to take the other Flair, Charlotte Flair. Number four. Yes. Bret Hart. Sorry, uh, present. Are you counting him as present uh, roster? Oh, sorry. I don't. I don't want you to. I thought we we're doing legends. Oh wow, we're, we're just feeding him. We're feeding him help here. I see. Okay, the giant <laughs> oaf needs help. Cool. Okay, nice. Call me a giant oaf. He's got enough advantages in life as it is. I don't know why he needs this one. But being tall, yeah, I can see. Yeah, a he can reach things from really anywhere. Easy. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you need something off a high shelf? I'm your man. Holler at your boy. Exactly. Um. Wait a minute. Uh, what about uh, what about the the Stinger? What about Sting? I know he's on cameo. I'm not sure how much he charges. Do you count him as once, a WWE once or again? No? Fuck! I I I'm not saying <laughs> specifically. Jesus. No, I didn't realize it was a make a wish Vega. right now. Zelina Steve Vega. Harvey would not let you get away with this. Zelina shit. Vega. Uh, you're on the right track. Where pretty ladies make money, but I'm sorry, Bowman. What? Let me Where's try the again. noise? I want to feel shame. Where's the shame yeah, noise? Yeah, it's like... Oh, Give right me the right. shame. Thank you. Right, right. Wait. No, no. Hold on. If you press the ding first, I think I should get the points. <laughs> That's not how this works. You're not running the board properly, Steve. Bowman okay. has struck out. Uh, I'm going to run with the ladies and Alexa Bliss. Oh, no. That feels good. Yeah, Number that three. feels good. That feels good. That feels good. Oh, can I say Sasha Banks next? Let's just go with the ladies. Oh, <laughs> run them out. <laughs> Oh, it's a disaster. Number five. Um, who else on the road? Who else? Who else is on that lost that roster? Give me more. Was it fucking Ronda Rousey still there? I don't know. We, we I have people. We oh, have three pretty ladies and then one guy remaining. How pretty I is the know. guy? <laughs> you know what? He's pretty pretty, but he's oh, also shit. little. Uh oh, that's Finn Balor. <laughs> he's a pretty little guy. That's true. You're not wrong. Is that the answer you're sticking with? I mean, I've already won, so sure, why not? This is bonus points. <laughs> oh. Last remaining answer is Mandy Rose, oh, Ray yeah. Mysterio, uh, and the the aforementioned people who have recently left, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I was going to guess uh, Peyton Royce. Iconic answers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and thus concludes uh, uh, Wrestling Family Feud. <laughs> what a great game. What a great, great game. I shouldn't have even bothered asking if there was fast money. It wasn't going to matter. You're not <laughs> you, you didn't make it to fast money, Bowman. Sorry. Let's go. I was right. really trying to, when I was looking for my soundboard, I was really looking for the good answer, but I couldn't. Yeah, good answer. I wanted people answer, saying good, good answer. answer. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find that. Well, you wouldn't have needed to use that for some of mine, so. <laughs> Congratulations, oh, cool, Wyatt. Man. And you didn't Thank even you. need my help. No, I did, uh, you tried to help him. And, and, and you, beat, the, you beat Bowman in wrestling trivia. In the year of 2021, oh, he okay. thought hold, Hulk Hogan hold, would be hold, a guy. Hold no, the th- th- is that correct here. or not? That's correct. That was I trivia. I would not classify this as wrestling trivia. Okay, so you're going to wriggle out of the loss? Cool. That, that's a good look. That's a really good look. This is wrestling social media followers wow. and cameo wow. prices. Yeah, trivia. You're asking, he asked a question. I had the answers. So, okay. What aren't you getting besides the answers? Bes- I thought you were going to say besides a win. What aren't you getting? Either way, either way it works. Thank you for helping. The first time you did something right tonight. Thank you. Why do I do this to myself? 
All right. Well, uh, yeah, that uh, <laughs> that wraps up Paris's wrestling family feud, and we'll go on to uh, this week in wrestling history. Okay, so a bit of a uh, downer one this week in uh, in wrestling history. This was the uh, Goldberg uh, Bret Hart. Like uh, Bret Hart was released uh, WCW in the year uh, 2000 uh, after suffering severe concussions and headaches and stuff, which are mostly tied to the match he had with Goldberg at Starcade the uh, the previous year. Um, obviously, Bret Hart's tenure in WCW was not successful one could argue they didn't really know what to do with him he did win the championship he you know formed nwo 2000 what a great faction that was but uh yeah just wasn't the same uh there paris you uh hipped us to a, a thread on twitter actually about bret hart's retirement and breaking down that match with goldberg you want to talk about that for a sec yeah do you sorry i want to give credit to where credit is due do you have the the name of the person who sorry put you i will here. find it but anyway the 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 tweet breaks down all the things because everyone credits that one kick uh that really put an end to bret hart's career with wcw when really it was a series of events that led to that kick and culminated in that kick that really cemented things and ultimately it all you know, from all accounts, especially Bret Hart's account, um, resulted in just Bill Goldberg being a really inexperienced wrestler who didn't really know how to protect his opponent. And it's it's a sad but true story. And I believe Bret Hart ultimately forgives Goldberg for what what transpired that night. But he looks back on it and says, this was a guy who wasn't prepared to be in these big spots. And wasn't prepared to, to like I say, protect his opponent when he needed to. And especially a guy like Bret Hart who who trusted his opponents and trusted to be protected in those moments. Yeah, which is really sad because Bret Hart's a guy who's going to make even the most limited opponent look great. So on paper, like Bret Hart versus Goldberg should have doubly made Goldberg all over again. Uh, but yeah, the thread from... Um, Andrew Dice Clay uh, at Draconian Days uh, talks about three specific moments in that match. There's uh, a forearm shiver that uh, he hit Bret Hart with a little bit too snugly, and Bret Hart uh, hit his head off the mat. There is the figure four around the ring post where oh, he did. I know why it's a big fan of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he it's did a great move. Yeah, he didn't um, grab onto Bret Hart's uh, foot to support him, and Bret Hart, you know, hit his head on the on the ground outside the ring. And then of course the kick. So three big incidents that, you know, led to that match. And Bret Hart himself has said Goldberg's a really sweet guy and he's disappointed it went down the way it did, but he was reckless and careless in the ring and Bret Hart got hurt and his career inevitably ended because of it. Yeah. That kind of sucks. It's great that, uh, you know, Goldberg feels bad, but how many times have we kind of seen, you know, him hurt people? We even saw the last Undertaker match where it's like, Jesus, this oh guy my just, God. You know, yes. Right. Like oh. he murdered him. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, Goldberg was over. I get it, but it's it's one of those guys that you wish you respected the business more. Like he he got he got pushed so much, and he was a big deal. Don't get me wrong; he was fucking huge for WCW. 
but he started to believe his own hype and he started to think like he was the shit. And so one of those things where like he just didn't pay proper respects to the business and learning about protecting your opponents. And obviously, Bret Hart will be the first one to tell you that he didn't hurt anyone. And I respect that. Like He was really good at either and not only putting people over, but protecting them. So imagine him coming in against this guy that like was like a gorilla in the ring, pushing around and beating him up. And he was probably concussed twice before he even got to the point where on the fly, Goldberg's like, watch out for the kick. And Bret's like, what kick? And then before you know it, his <laughs> Boom, career's over. That like, one. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not, Goldberg's not a veteran savvy enough to be able to start calling a match on his own like that. Yeah. And he proved it. And it's, and it sucks because Bret is one of the best. And, you know, obviously we can go on about how WCW didn't handle Bret correctly. I think there was a great chance for Bret to come in as a hero because, you know, after what happened with WWE, you bring him as a babyface, could have pushed him there, would have made sense. But instead, I would, from my end, it's just Bischoff wanting to be a part of it. NWO had already poisoned everything by that point and being too much of that shit. And look what happened with it. And yeah, it just sucks. Again, Bret was one of those guys that with his style could have wrestled a lot longer. Like he was a very safe guy, could wrestle with his style, his very methodical style. And Goldberg comes along and ends it. And it just ends up being another footnote in the story of Goldberg being a guy that, you know, was great for ratings. But, you know, in the ring, just I wish he had just, you know, respected the business a bit more. Yeah, my favorite part about that thread that uh, Draconian Days uh, posted was um, showing the juxtaposition between how a good wrestler, and in this example it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, protects his opponent in the figure four leg lock spot compared to what Goldberg did on that night. And it's, you don't really think about these things as just generalized fans, you know, you know, of course we're smartened up, whatever you want to call it, but um you know, we don't really know the insides and outsides of, of how these people protect each other. Um, and that was a really cool kind of photo to look at and yeah. to see that a good wrestler uh, puts the effort in into that move and supports the other person. And Goldberg just, I don't think Goldberg was malicious in anything. He wasn't like, like Wyatt said, I think he was kind of buying into his own bullshit a little bit and was kind of fed to everyone was telling him he was God's gift to wrestling. So that's what he was doing. And, but he wasn't really picking up the tricks of the trade in the right way, right way. And honestly, he hasn't obviously hasn't done anything in the last 20 years to change that. Um, because like you say, he's still a bit dangerous. Yeah, well, he's a rookie to wrestling. He, you know, was a professional football player. And out of the gate, he gets this mammoth win streak, beats everyone they put in front of him. Everybody takes their turn making Goldberg, with the exception of uh, William Regal, who <laughs> taught, know, a lesson. taught him a fucking <laughs> lesson, which is the greatest thing. I can't wait till that week in wrestling history, because that's making <laughs> it in for sure. Can't wait to talk about that. But um, yeah, and then, like you said, kind of buys into his, uh, his own hype and everything. And I mean, this week is synonymous with some Goldberg stuff. There was another thing where in 2016, he returned to Raw for the first time in 12 years, and that's when he challenged Brock Lesnar, which set the stage for that Survivor Series match. I know, just Mike Paris, such a huge Goldberg guy. Uh, well, you Gold- know, him and him and Goldberg, or sorry, Goldberg and Lesnar put on just such a great match historically. Like, they've always put on five-star matches, so... There's never been a blemish on their hey, record. I'm going to say, you watch yourself here. That Survivor Series match, I was there. That was as and good as that. And it sucked. No, in no, 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 no. That match, if you watch it back, that's some good, that's good shit. The shove, Lesnar being like, oh, okay, fine. Turns around, then Goldberg catches him with the spear, hits him with another one. Heyman's on the outside freaking out, and a jackhammer, and it's over. Nobody in that's the crowd. That's good. You're calling that good. The, that's good. Nobody wrestling. in the crowd was pissed. I'll say that okay. right now. 
It was shocking. You didn't see that coming. And also, their fucking L1 finisher spam match at WrestleMania <laughs> a couple years later, that also was as good a match as you're going to get from these kind of guys. And I thought it was a good match, right? There's a couple of hosses out there hitting signatures and finishers. There's a place for that, I, f- I feel. Not, not don't, in don't my, not in my fandom, though. Like, Lesnar can go when he wants to. We yeah. know that. Like, he can be one of the best guys in the ring. Like, he can really go. But, like, you feed him. Like, what's he going to do with Goldberg? He's not going to L. He's, exactly. He doesn't have the Bret Hart level. You, you have to L1 spam finisher with him at yeah. that point. But, yes. like, if he's motivated, obviously, when he's not motivated against, you know, Dean, John, Ambrose, Moxley, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> when he's motivated against Daniel Bryan, that was one of my favorite matches the last five years, him against Daniel Bryan. Like, great. he can go. It was great. Yeah. I wish he would have given Kofi Kingston a little bit when he took his title away in eight seconds. But, yeah, that uh, was, no one wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a, excuse me, there's a place for that in wrestling. Thank you. Uh, oh, that's Sassafras. first of all, that's a Sassafras. terrible impression of me. Uh, okay, so your impressions rank me, Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, uh, yeah, the only other major thing in wrestling history happened this week. Uh, it was the first Taboo Tuesday uh, in 2004. In the opening match, Jericho lost a title to Shelton Benjamin. Jericho legitimately did not know who he'd be facing until the winner of the fan vote to pick his opponent was announced uh, when they were already in the ring. Taboo Tuesday. Tuesday as a concept, which later became Cyber Sunday. I don't know. I, you know, kind of like it if it's legitimate and genuine, which a lot of people question that it was or wasn't. But uh, yeah, Taboo Tuesday, interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in hindsight, it's just like I don't know what of it was legit and what if it wasn't and that kind of makes it fun because you know jericho swears that he didn't know who his opponent was and that's one thing uh it's another thing to say like whether or not something's going to be a cage match or a cell match or what have you and they aren't prepared for that stuff i don't know uh but the concept is fun and uh i'm surprised they haven't brought anything like that back again but maybe it's due to the questions of its legitimacy yeah i know uh, people again hey Give me another brawl for all. That's all I ask. Yeah, we can do it better. <laughs> we can it. do it again. We can make <laughs> yeah. it right this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brock, get in there. Win this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who wins your uh, modern? No, brawl I bet you gets knocked out. I bet you gets fl- he gets yeah. knocked out by some nobody because he doesn't have the greatest chin, honestly. So I bet you someone can like get a flat. Fuck, imagine it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, no, I tell you who that person is. Bart Gunn out for revenge. <laughs> bring back Bart Gunn. Let's do Brawl for All. Bang, bang, Bart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks just like Bart Simpson as the stripper. With the gut hanging out and everything. Yeah. Bang, bang, Bart. More of me to love, ladies. <laughs> it's just more of me to love and more of you to punch. Oh, yeah. All right. So that closes the book. I mean, on the Bart Gunn note, you got to get out. You got to go home. Uh, that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW WrestlePod. Be sure to follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the Nation Extreme Wrestling YouTube page to watch NEW2 and also watch award-winning journalist Wyatt Arndt's scoop series as he's talking with the wrestlers backstage at NEW2. So that's all for this week. For the stanchion Wyatt Arndt, the architect Mike Paris, I'm Jay Bowman, and we'll see you next week on Wrestle Nation.